Ah, and we are live! Welcome back to Takes by Fans. We have a great show for you today, as always. We are live every single day at noon Eastern. If you want to watch live, head over to twitch.tv slash takesbyfans. If you want to watch but not live, head over to our YouTube channel, Takes by Fans. We post all of our shows and clips of the show there on a daily basis. And if you just want to listen, we are on podcasting apps, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, folks, however you want want to watch or listen we've got you covered multiple ways Alrighty, folks the nfl season has uh, uh um officially unfortunately came to an end last night and man oh man tom brady champion again with a new team folks 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 tom brady what, what what can we say about him he's great he'll always be great he'll always rise to the occasion he'll always be fantastic i mean seven and three in super bowls i mean that's absurd that is absurd so we have to give so much credit to Tom Brady. Um, you know, he's fantastic. We are witnessing, or yeah, we are witnessing the greatest to ever do it in my lifetime. I absolutely love it. Um, obviously, you know, we picked the Chiefs minus three yesterday. We were wrong, but hey, I'm fine with being wrong because of the performance and the legacy and witnessing greatness, being alive to witness history. Um I'll take that over winning. I'll take that over winning, you know, a, a bet. So um, congratulations to the Bucks, Tom Brady, Gronk, um, who else? AB finally got a ring. Congrats to that man. Um, Mike Evans, congrats to him getting a ring, you know, having to work with, you know, Jameis Winston, and then you get the greatest quarterback of all time and immediately your Super Bowl champions. I mean, oof, Mike Evans, He's he's been on the ups and downs, but uh, he's, he's got a ring now. Uh, shout out Bruce Arians, finally got a ring. You know, great head coach, truly deserves a ring he is a great you know leader motivator head coach you know we see his coaching staff you know um you know very diverse and we give him credit for that and um yeah so very well done to the Bucks. NFL season's unfortunately over, but now we can start talking about, you know, free agency and the draft coming up. So there is still a lot of NFL to talk about, and we will still be talking NFL probably every day on the show, you know, in our kind of story segment. And, you know, maybe we'll do some NFL stuff throughout, you know, the off season. But um, yeah, so we're going to be breaking down the Super Bowl, obviously, today on the show. Break down a little. And folks, I, I have no idea what happened in the NBA last night. I know we had a moneymaker going, and I think we hit. I think uh, one team pushed, and we actually won on the other one. Uh, but we'll be going through what happened in the NBA yesterday, because did y'all really, did y'all watch the NBA? I mean, I was just focused on the Super Bowl all day. As soon as I was done with the show, put it on, uh, you know, making food for the, the big Super Bowl party <laughs> I had. And uh, yeah, so obviously... I was only focused on the Super Bowl, but we will still talk NBA. We can still break down what happened. Um, and then there's NBA, obviously, on today. So we got to get prepared, get back on track with that. So that's what we got on the show today. So without further ado, let's start here with the stories. And folks, 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 we like I said, we are witnessing history. This is the greatest to ever do it. Most Super Bowl wins in NFL history. Tom Brady, seven. Seven. The New England Patriots have six. 
the Steelers organization has six. One person has more rings than entire organizations. The entire, uh, no other organization, no other franchise, no other team has more than Tom Brady individually. How crazy is that, folks? Congrats to Tom Brady. He's he's great, folks. I, I don't know how many times I'm going to say he's the greatest of all time today in this show, but this is a show to do it. Uh, he's the greatest of all time. He's the greatest I've ever seen do it. Congrats. He put up points. He threw, what, three touchdowns, no picks. We're the clown. We're the clown because we thought he would be throwing picks. But, hey, he cleans it up in the greatest game, in the, in the best game, the one game that matters more than any other game, and he steps up every single time. <clears throat> so, egg on our face for uh, uh, doubting the man. Um, alrighty, and then, man, oh man, just complete opposites. I mean, we were thinking Tom Brady was going to throw picks, not look too great, and we thought the Chiefs would just absolutely blow him out because, you know, we were kind of taking Week 12 as kind of, you know, kind of the gospel of what we thought would happen in the Super Bowl. And, you know, I don't want to be penalized. Don't come at me in the comments being like, that's kind of a stupid way to think. I mean, folks, they had uh, everything lined up. Um, you know, uh, Chiefs at Bucks, Bucks at home for the Super Bowl. Everything was really there. I mean, Tom Brady already had all of his weapons in week 12 now did team you know teams can obviously change in you know seven weeks I get it but you know at the end of the day they still matched up together and the Chiefs blew them out so we thought that was going to happen again but it didn't and this is a huge reason why fewest passing yards per attempt in a Super Bowl since 2006 I really don't care about that I just want to look at the yards Patrick Mahomes in this Super Bowl passing yards per attempt these aren't completions these aren't these this isn't completions this is him throw, just throwing the ball either incomplete or uh, complete and he's only averaging five and a half yards a passing attempt in this Super Bowl they never they never spread the ball down the field throughout the entire game and that is kind of a huge reason why the Chiefs lost and we have to give a ton of credit so much freaking credit to the Bucks defense and Todd Bowles because they locked up Travis Kelsey they locked up Tyreek Hill did not let either of those two players get behind them and that's why five and a half yards per passing attempt by the Chiefs here is just not gonna get it done ever and then we see Tom Brady did it in 2007 and that was the uh, the Giants Super Bowl when they only put up 14 points. So if you're not extending the field, you're not going to put up points. If you don't put up points, you're going to lose the game and you're going to lose Super Bowls. You need to put up points. And the Chiefs couldn't because they were not extending the field down, they, vertically. They were not doing that. And truly unfortunate, I don't really know what happened with the Chiefs. I don't know if just, you know, Todd Bowles had an amazing game plan, which I think we got to give it to him because that's what we saw on the field. Um, or if it was just, you know, Andy Reid, you know, being a little distracted, somebody's son about to get arrested. <laughs> I'm about to be charged with like freaking almost killing somebody under the influence so you know it's kind of it's not very good for you know Andy Reid's son but you know is that a huge distraction it's true truly unfortunate that the timing of this incident that took place you know ruining a potential back-to-back -back Super Bowl run because you want to be selfish and drink and drive and almost murder children it's unfortunate um but uh, let's just keep going with the narrative of Todd, Todd Bowles just being very great at defense. And the, he was the one that locked up Tyreek Hill because I'll go with that one. Um, and then, I mean, folks, here it is just a little bit deeper into, you know, the Chiefs not going down vertically down the field. <clears throat> here it is. Patrick Mahomes passing chart. 
two completions beyond 15 yards all game. Now that is due to a couple of just drops. Um, you know, we'll kind of go, we will have a film study on Wednesday. I do kind of want to take a close look basically only at like that Chiefs offense so we can see why it didn't work. Was it the defense just clamping everything up? Was their stuff open, but was the pressure there? Because, I mean, Pedro Mahomes was pressured on almost like, I think they put up like 47% of his dropbacks. It's he had no time to even throw the ball so what a great scheme defensively and now we get this passing chart so let's break this down a little bit two completions beyond 15 yards zero completions beyond 20 yards I mean folks all the greens are complete all the reds are incomplete and the uh or interceptions the reds are interceptions the white are incompletes so I mean folks we got one two three four five six Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. I don't think I counted this one over here. Like fourteen. We'll count this one. Fourteen completions, all within five yards or less of the line of scrimmage. And we'll just break it down even further. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six passes, six completions at the line of scrimmage or five yards behind the line of scrimmage. So they were. I don't know what they were trying to do. The running game seemed to work decently, but they never were able to get Tyreek Hill down the field. <clears throat> And that was kind of one of our main points of why the Chiefs were going to win this game because Tyreek Hill can beat every defender group defense, triple coverage, quadruple coverage, it didn't matter. He would be able to outrun and outburn everybody, but he never had the chance here because Patrick Mahomes was always pressured. So, I mean, it takes time to run 30 yards, even with Tyreek Hill running, you know, 15 miles an hour right from the start of this, right from the snap. So, um, yeah, just unfortunate here by the Chiefs. Just a really kind of short passing game. This isn't going to, you know, this is not going to challenge any defense right here. If you just see this as a defense, be like, oh, they just do everything underneath. We're going to have an easy game, and we're going to win by a lot because we're if we have no chance of getting beat deep, that's really all we have to worry about. <laughs> we don't got to worry about Tyreek Hill if we pressure Patrick Mahomes. And uh, so we, once again, just shout out to Todd Bowles. What a great performance. He took that two weeks to prepare and to find out what went, what, what went wrong in week 12. And man, he did it at the biggest stage. And how, that's how you do it, man. Week 12 doesn't even matter if you already are in the Super Bowl, right? So he went, fixed his mistakes, saw what they did wrong, saw what they got beat by, and fixed it a thousand percent. A thousand percent he fixed those defensive holes that Tyreek Hill was just running all through. Alrighty, and Tom Brady's not done, folks. The man is going to go for eight. We get the quote, we're coming back by Tom Brady. Goat talk. I mean, folks, did we really think he was just going to retire after this one? He's still looking good. I mean, we see great performances by him. Now we have seen, a, obviously, a couple stinker games this season. But, I mean, like, like we said, he's 43, folks. I mean... We're the clowns for, you know, looking too much into those bad games. So once again, I got to apologize to Tom Brady. When you go against the GOAT, it's, it just ends badly. We went against them. We took the Saints over the Bucks. We took the Packers over the Bucks. We took the Chiefs over the Bucks. He proved us wrong three straight games. I mean, can we talk about that run? Brady knocking off Breeze, a potential GOAT. Aaron Rodgers, a potential GOAT. Patrick Mahomes, a future GOAT. I mean, this man just ran the gauntlet and has a ring because of it in one season with Tampa Bay. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. I have never seen anything like this. Um, so I'm glad that I'm living through it. I'm glad I can talk about it. I'm glad I'm witnessing it. And uh, Tom Brady, congratulations again. I'll, I'll keep saying it, folks. I will say that a hundred times today. I don't care. Congratulations, Tom Brady. Um, and then we get the classic 
<laughs> you know, smoking a Tom here. Uh, you know, they do these with LeBron and Steph Curry. Very funny here. AFC, NFC, KFC, don't matter. I'm winning the Super Bowl. And true, folks, I mean, first year with the Bucks, leaving a system where, you know, he was a system quarterback and where, you know, Bill Belichick deserved a lot more credit than Tom Brady. And, you know, you can put anybody in the Patriots system and they would flourish and they would have, you know, five, six Super Bowls like Tom Brady has. And they would have a 20-year dynasty because it was all the Patriots but then just one year no preseason no training camp no real time to adjust to a whole different system in a whole new conference uh, with a talent I mean you have to adjust to talent as well I mean Tom Brady never had this much talent you think it's going to be easy just to drop you in with some talent and it's going to instantly work well it kind of did but it did but Tom Brady worked he put in the work the man is he, he's the goat he'll put in the work he'll put in the effort he wants to win he wants to prove people wrong he's got drive he's a sixth round pick sixth seventh is he seventh sixth or seventh one of the two either way He's just fantastic. AFC, NFC, KFC, don't matter. Whichever division you put me in, I'm going to win it, and I'm going to win the ring. And, I, you know, put me put me, put me, me anywhere. It doesn't matter. Let me go to another new team next year. Tom Brady's going to leave Tampa Bay and go to a new team next year and win a ring the first year with that team. He's just going to go one year's, one year's around until he retires. All right, who, who do I want to give a ring to this year? Uh, let me do, like, a division rival. You want to come to Miami? I'll take a ring. I'll take a ring, Tom, please. Come. Miami, one year, give us a ring, Tom. <laughs> Every fan now is just begging Tom to like go to their organization just for one year for the ring. Please, Tom, come to Miami. To a, you, you might have to sit out your second season because we need a ring here, all right? Learn from Tom. Be the backup to Tom Brady. Get, <laughs> learn from him. For one year, we'll take it, Tom. One-year deal. Let's finance it, people. I'll I'll put up the, some money. I got uh, some money, y'all. Tom Brady, I will take a ring, please. Alrighty, Carlton Davis, here he is. Once again, we have to apologize to him. We kind of, we weren't clowning him too much, but you know, he was a main reason why we took the Chiefs minus three because of that week 12 matchup, folks. We broke it down every single play. Tyreek Hill was just burning this man straight up, even in zone coverage or man-to-man. -man. It didn't matter. Carlton Davis could not cover Tyreek Hill, but he did it in the Super Bowl. Group defense here, great scheme. And Carlton Davis here with this quote, we are grave dig and we dug graves tonight I don't know what that means but yes they I will say yes they did that because they held the Chiefs to only nine points something I didn't think I would see ever holding the Chiefs to no touchdowns only having to settle for field goals I mean that's what this Bucks defense has done time and time again in the clutchest moments in the playoffs and in the Super Bowl Holding teams in crunch time to field goals, not allowing the touchdowns. They did it to Aaron Rodgers. They did it to Patrick Mahomes. And for that, we once again have to praise this Tampa Bay defense stepping up at the perfect time. The second halves of that kind of Packers game, holding Aaron Rodgers to settling for a field goal, holding Patrick Mahomes every single time here. Three, they, I mean, they only scored three times, and all three of them were field goals. So very well done. Shout out Carlton Davis. Truly deserved it. And we'll shout out the quote once again. We're grave diggers and we dug graves tonight. Yes, Carlton Davis is a grave digger. If that's what he wants to say, I will completely agree with that. Carlton Davis, our apologies. Congratulations on the ring. <clears throat>
Alrighty, and then I love seeing this as well. Not going to play the sound the sound here, but Levante David after the Super Bowl. Basically just, you know, nine years of grinding, and I'm finally here. This is just a special moment. I mean, yes, I mean, we always talk about the high-profile names, Gronk and Brady. And Levante David is still a kind of a bigger name. But, you know, it takes a whole group of guys. It takes, you know, offense, defense, special teams, coaches, the 53 men on the roster. It takes everybody competing, buying in. And, yes, we forgot, you know, the great stories of, you know, Tom Brady winning seven. But, I mean, folks, barely, barely like 10% of the NFL players actually get to the big game, let alone win the big game. So, you know, nine years of grinding, working toward a goal. It's not like Tom Brady, you know, who just came into the league and instantly had success and instantly was just winning ring after ring after ring and being competitive and always winning the division and always getting to the Super Bowl or at least the playoffs. It's not, it's really not like that for even close to a small percentage of the NFL players so I love hearing stories like this just nine years of straight grinding I'm finally here I did it you gotta you gotta love these stories man I get chills listening to players like this it's so great to hear and very well done Levante David another ring or a ring earned here another player truly deserving of it nine years of grinding nine years of hard work imagining I'm here finally here and I get a mission accomplished after nine years this is what you work for day in day out when you finally get it man damn that just gotta feel so damn good um, all right, what else we got here? All righty, all righty. We might have to fill out this Tom Brady apology form. So here we go. They give a couple of reasons here. Let's see if we kind of apply to any of these reasons of why we need to fill out an official form to apologize to Tom Brady. Here we go. Reasons for behavior. I was tired of seeing him him. I was tired of seeing him win. No, that's not us. I mean, we love to see people win. We want to see greatness go against greatness and win. I've got no problems. You have Tom Brady winning seven Super Bowls, even though that he was in the Dolphins, you know, division while doing so. I don't care about that. I want to see the greatest. So not that reason. Fan of AFC East team? Well, I am, but that's, once again, not a reason why we have to apologize to Tom Brady. Um, I loved him when he was in New England. I want to see the greatest of all time, folks. That's what I want to see in sports. I don't care. Yes, I root for a team, and I want to see that team do well, but I'm not going to hate on greatness, folks. I, I think that's a little little lame. Uh, I don't like that. Um, a couple bad games at age 43. Yes, that's the reason right there. We got to check this box. This is why we are apologizing to Tom Brady. A couple bad games at age 43 in, you know, almost three picks. I mean, folks, I, I penalized I penalized Tom Brady for almost throwing picks against the Saints. He actually did throw those picks against Green Bay. Once again, you know, a couple of bad games at age 43. And, uh, you know, he stepped it up here at the greatest, most important game, the Super Bowl. So, that's our reason right here. A couple bad games at age 43. Um, I don't know football. Mm, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Uh, Peyton Manning fan. No, I, I like Tom Brady over Peyton Manning and thought he'd be retired by now. I did think he'd be retired by now. I kind of thought uh, two seasons ago his arm would start to decline a little bit. I was wrong there. Uh, but the main reason why we have to apologize to Tom Brady is a couple of bad games at age 43. The Week 12 matchup, I took too much into consideration the potential picks against the Saints I took too much into that of consideration and the you know the three points in the second half the three interceptions against the Packers I took too much of that into consideration of my decision of who would win the Super Bowl so for those reasons Tom Brady 
We apologize here at Takes by Fans. We will not ever doubt the GOAT, the legend, the greatest of all time ever again. So hopefully you guys can forgive us. You can forgive us, Tom, and come to Miami now, please. We apologize, Tom. Come over to Miami. One season. Give us one. You did it for Tampa. Do another. Do all Florida. Jackson, Jacksonville, Tampa Bay. Watch this man run the Miami gauntlet for, or the Florida gauntlet, folks. Three, three Florida teams all one year. Everybody gets rings, and then he retires out on top. That's what I want to see. But do the Dolphins next while you got the momentum here. Um, so Tom Brady to Miami. Get this trending, y'all. Um, all righty. And then, you know, right after Tom Brady wins, ESPN makes this graphic, folks. Everybody wants to, you know, everybody's not satisfied just with being the greatest of their own sport. Now people want to have the greatest cross-sport argument. And I just saw the kind of like an argument or kind of a different kind of segment uh, being brought up in the last like two or three weeks now of who's the greatest team athlete and, you know, not or team sport athlete and non-team sport athlete. And it's like, folks, what are we doing? Can we just keep it to the sport? You will never be able to compare basketball to football. You will, do, folks. There are different. There are different sports. First of all, it's comparing apples to oranges. You cannot do it. Can we stop saying you know there's got to be one greatest athlete of all time in like non-sport or non-team sports and team sports and just an overall who's the greatest of all time? Stop it. Can we just start appreciating greatness and stop comparing them? If you want to compare greatness in the sports, I've got no problem with that. The LeBron Jordan debate have it I don't care I don't like to participate in it um but have it I don't mind it uh you know Brady Montana Breeze Rogers Mahomes who's the greatest yes have that debate I have no problem with that but then when we're comparing Serena Williams to Tom Brady I think we've gone a little bit too far folks this makes no sense it's tennis and football one one you just bat around the ball no, no contact. One, you're getting hit in the mouth. I want to see Serena Williams get hit in the mouth and continue on playing. Let's have it. Let's let's see that. Let's have a contact tennis sport because Tom Brady's getting knocked around. We saw him get sacked a couple of times even early in this game, uh, but he gets right back up and throws darts, throws touchdowns. So after every set, right, set, game, set, match, game, set, match, set, yeah, the sets after every set in tennis, every the two people, the two um, the two tennis players meet right at the at the net, and they each punch each other at the hardest they can in the face. No, no defense. The other person just has to take it. Everybody gets one punch after every set, and let's see how y'all rebound after getting hit in the mouth. I want to see that. If we're gonna compare Serena Williams to Tom Brady, I think that's the only fair way to do it. We have to see how Serena Williams takes a punch. <laughs> to the mouth and then continues on playing we have to see that because we're talking i mean if we want to see who's the greatest of all time we got to see who can take a punch and get right back up and keep playing at the highest level so yes yeah, serena's down dominating tennis you can make the goat for her of being the greatest tennis player tom brady is the greatest football player i'm saying this and you, you just cannot compare tennis and football can we stop this nonsense folks and of course espn would be the one to do it right i mean I got 24 hours to fill up sports. I got to talk about something, but this is not something we should be comparing Tom Brady to Serena Williams. They're the goat of their respective sports. You cannot compare tennis and football unless we start punching Serena Williams in the mouth and we may be able to start talking about it. But until that happens, we can't do it. Um, all righty, here we go. Our our prop bets, our picks of the Super Bowl. Let's review and see how we have done. <coughs> so our official pick on the oof, on the line was Chiefs minus three. We like the Bucks plus three and a half, 
but we missed out on it. We waited too long on the value, and it was gone the next day. So unfortunate there. We probably would have locked in Bucks plus three and a half if that's what the final was. But hey, we did do Chiefs minus three. Got to live with that one, and we did lose because of that. I mean, folks, they put up nine points. I did not expect that ever. I don't think anybody expected the Chiefs to put up nine points. Honestly. Um, so, you know, that's just how, you know, sports go, games go, you know, sometimes it's just not your day and it was definitely not even close to the Chiefs night last night. So unfortunate there, we didn't hit that, but let's see how we did with these prop bets because we did have kind of a lot of them. Alrighty, the first one's not looking so good here. Chiefs over 14 and a half points in the first half. Well, they didn't even put up 14 and a half points the entire dang game. So unfortunate there. Then we doubled down and said Chiefs over 13 and a half points in the second half. We thought they were going to be scoring the entire game. Once again, they didn't even put up 13 and a half points for the entire game unfortunate there so hit those two or didn't hit those two then we have Brady Brady's picks his interceptions over half and folks folks almost almost on this one and we almost doubled down correctly on this one so we said Brady would throw at least one pick and we said that Tyron Matthew would have a pick and folks what did we get on Sunday Super Bowl well let's take you back to second quarter eight minutes uh eight minutes three seconds left in the second quarter the score is seven to three let's run this little play because um you know Tom Brady throws a pick to Tyree or Tyron Matthew Unfortunately, it gets called back by a penalty, but let's watch this because we were basically right. We called it. Tom Brady would throw a pick, and Tyron Matthew would be the one picking him off. Here it is. Tom Brady's balls tipped at the line of scrimmage. Uh, for or Dave, or yeah, Fournette tips it even more, and Tyron Matthew, the ball hawk, the ball hawk, folks. We have been saying this all season long. He is all over the field. He will, he will have a pick because this man knows where to be. He's always at the right place at the right time on defense. That's what we love about him. And we saw it here in the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, we're going to get a flag for holding. Defensive holding. It's trash. It's not a great call. We're going to watch it right here. But we were we were right for a split second of, Tyree, of Tyron Matthew picking off Tom Brady. This close, folks. This close. But a flag takes it back. Unfortunate. Here it is. This is going to be the hold. It's on Mike Evans. It's a comeback route. They're both fighting back to the ball. Um, I think the ball was out of Tom Brady's hands even before a hold. I don't really see a hold here. Where's the hold? Where's the hold? He had to hang on to him because Mike Evans was trying to push him off coming back to the ball. It's just a simple 10-yard comeback route for Mike Evans on the sideline. I didn't see any holding there, but this really kind of turned the tide of the game. And I'm not going to blame the refs for bailing out the Bucks because still the Chiefs couldn't do anything offensively anyway. But, you know, this was this could have been a huge swing here at this point of the game. Picking off Tom Brady, not getting any more points. Chiefs having, you know, momentum on their side trying to cash in a turnover. Unfortunately, a flag calls that call back. We don't get any more picks. Tyron Matthew doesn't get any more picks. Unfortunate there. So we were close, man. Damn close on those. So the first four officially missed, but kind of two of two so far. But let's keep moving on here. Alrighty, Tyreek Hill over 95 and a half receiving yards. Unfortunately, what do we got here? The NFL website is acting up, folks. I'm so upset about this. When we talk about the game a little bit in deep, I'm going to have to transfer to the phone because what, what, what is this? It's a blank screen. I can't get to what I need to get to, unfortunately. But we still got it on the mobile version. I don't know why that works, but it does. So we're not going to complain too much. <clears throat> but let's uh, go back to Tyreek Hill here in our prop bet. Uh, we said he would do over 95 and a half receiving yards, and he ended at 73. Unfortunate. You know, no big explosive plays. He was really locked up all game. Missed out on that one, unfortunately. 
Alrighty, folks, it gets better a little bit, right? Well, for a second. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilar. I think this was probably the best bet of the night, the easiest prop bet ever. Clyde Edwards-Hilar over 30 and a half rushing yards, and this man had... 64 so basically doubled what they but what he needed so we'll take that our first official hit here feeling good feeling feeling good five six picks down we finally hit one and then we also doubled down on the running game saying that Ronald Jones would go over 37 and a half rushing yards and he had even more than Clyde Edwards Hilaire did um or the same amount 60, oh, 64 for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So Ronald Jones had a little less, but still over 37 and a half with the 61 rushing yards. So running backs, at least they have our backs, right? The running backs were doing their things all game. So we hit two in a row there. Then we said that Mahomes would go over two and a half touchdown passes. The man didn't even throw one. They couldn't even get a score. They couldn't even score a touchdown rushing the ball, uh, let alone passing the ball. So we were two and a half um, <laughs> over there. Unfortunate. We thought we he would throw three. And we thought because he would throw three and have a great game to Tyreek Hill and all that, that he would win the game and be the Super Bowl MVP. We said Mahomes would be the Super Bowl MVP. They didn't even win the game. So you can't be the MVP if you don't win the darn game. And you definitely can't be the MVP in a game you lose in which you throw no touchdowns and multiple interceptions. So missed out big there. We went very, very heavy on the Chiefs here. And we were a little off. And then on top of that... Not only did we get everything else right, wrong, we got a 50-50 coin toss wrong as well. We said the coin toss would be tails. It was heads. We did a live coin toss here on the show. I was all ready to auction it off here as, you know, the, the prophecy coin. Unfortunately, we called it tails. We flipped the coin live yesterday on the show. It was tails. And then the actual call was heads. So didn't do too great. Didn't do too great on our, on our prop bets. Officially only two hit, unofficially four hit if you count the pick, which I am still counting. Uh, so we will say officially four correct, folks. <laughs> four prop bets out of how many do we do? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Damn. Not great there. Not great there. Alrighty, and then the last story we'll talk about, and then we'll go a little bit deeper into the NFL Super Bowl, and then we'll talk about the NBA. Um, the Knicks, this just broke like half hour before going live here. The Knicks have just announced that they have finalized their trade with Detroit to acquire Derrick Rose. Finally, Knicks getting a little bit better. They're already pretty good. I think they're six in the East right now. How crazy is that? This Knicks team, a lot of young emerging stars, and now they have a nice veteran here in Derrick Rose, who is already familiar with the head coach of the Knicks. They were they had time together in Chicago, made it work. He won the MVP that um, you know when Tom Thibodeau was there. So this is great. Derrick Rose gets off Detroit, who's a garbage team. Can't do anything there, but he'll have success here in the Knicks. He'll probably come off the bench still. Maybe not, though. We'll see what we'll see where they kind of stick him. But, um, you know, he's going to bring a great veteran presence to this Knicks team, this young Knicks team. And I'm very excited to see kind of Derrick Rose get back on track here. He's been having decent success in, you know, kind of lower tier teams. Now, this Knicks team isn't anything good, but they are young and emerging and they can make kind of a playoff run. And I would like to see Derrick Rose kind of be able to compete for a championship again because he does have, you know, some special talent. Um, alrighty, so 
Let's go to this now. Let's start going a little bit deeper. We are going to have a cash and trash list this week for the Super Bowl game. So we'll kind of uh, close out our NFL cash and trash list tomorrow on the show. I do kind of want to watch film on Wednesday as well of the Super Bowl. So we will kind of stick to our kind of usual NFL schedule, at least for the first kind of half, first half of this week. And then, you know, we'll start doing other things on Thursday and Friday since, you know, there's no other games to kind of guess and, you know, react and start talking about. So. We will kind of have an early same schedule here of the NFL. So, unfortunately, as I said, this NFL website on desktop, I'm on a laptop right now, it does not load, unfortunately. But I do want to kind of just go over the drives and all the stats of the Super Bowl. So, I do have it on my phone. I am looking at that. I promise. It's right here, folks. It's right there. <laughs> I'm not lying to y'all. Um, so, here we go. Let's start here with the stats of the Bucks and Chiefs, and then we'll go into the drive chart because it is a little interesting. Um, I'm sure everybody watched the game, but let's kind of recap a little bit so we all are all so we all are on we all are on the same page moving forward. So here we go. Let's start with the Chiefs stats. Patrick Mahomes had a really not great game: 26 of 49 completion. Um, 270 yards is pretty good on 26 completions. It wasn't anything great, you know, 10 yards, basically what Brady did as well, but just no big plays down the field. And the Bucks defense, once again, gosh darn, it's good. And then they also picked Patrick Mahomes off twice, allowing him not to even throw one touchdown. They really barely ever got down into really the goal to go, which is, you know, kind of the Bucks specialty defensively and where the kind of Chiefs thrive as well. So Patrick Mahomes had a really not great game, no touchdowns, two picks. Clyde Edwards-Hilar had a decent running game, nine carries, 64 yards. That's pretty decent. They just didn't really stick with it. As we see, Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball 49 times. Clyde Edwards, you know, leading rusher, only nine carries. Tyree Kill only having one. Daryl Williams only having two. And, you know, Le'Veon Bell not even playing, so... Interesting there. I understand, you know, when you get down, you know, kind of big, you have to stop running the ball because you need points quickly. And this Chiefs team was down 21-6 at halftime. Really not a lot of room to start running the ball, especially with the Bucks putting up 10 more points in the third quarter. So not very great there. Alrighty, Patrick Mahomes, he did have kind of some success running the ball, no really design carries here, but he did rush five times for 33 yards, you know, picking up, you know, 10 yards on a lot of his runs, um, you know, kind of escaping the pocket a little bit, nothing there, so he would just take off, and they really had no QB spy, so I'm a little disappointed that they didn't really exploit Patrick Mahomes running the ball more and more, because we know he's not, you know, a run-first quarterback, we, he does have some slight hesitations, I do kind of compare his running style to Russell Wilson, who, you know, they'll only try and pick up the first down. They try not to really get anything more. They always get out of bounds, maybe a yard or two yards earlier than what they really need to, just to make sure that they don't take that big hit. Once again, they slide as well. They don't want to take the big hit. So when they run, you really just kind of expect them, you know, to get the kind of, you know, five yards for the first down, exit out of bounds. It's not a real weapon like Lamar Jackson is. He'll he'll run 60 yards right down the middle of the field and beat everybody on the way to the end zone. So um, a little upset that they didn't expose or exploit the Patrick Mahomes running a little bit more. Um, I think there's a lot more they could have done with this team, with this offense in this game. Obviously, you know, coming back, you know, um, you know, the day after the Super Bowl and 
with all the information given i know it's easy to say that but you know also watching the game these are you know my thoughts as well um it's unfortunate uh but i definitely think you know patrick mahomes you know straight running the ball would have uh, stopped that pressure from coming had to you know force one extra player to not blitz and kind of drop back and kind of play a little safe coverage just zoning in and spying on patrick mahomes but uh they still kind of just kept with the drop backs the pressure kept coming they had to get rid of the ball quickly and you know the they only put up nine points because of it. So unfortunate game plan here offensively um, for this Chiefs team. And you really don't see that with, you know, Andy Reid and Eric Bianami, especially with two weeks to prepare. Uh, kind of bizarre, this offense here for the Chiefs. Alrighty, so that was the running game. Tyreek Hill, one rush for five yards, and Daryl Williams, two rushes for five yards. So, I mean, really, they only ran by running backs 11 plays. Not going to get it done. All right, now these receivers. Travis Kelsey still had 10 catches for 133 yards. He was consistently open in the second half because now the Bucks they were just playing, you know, off. Kind of like what the Chiefs were doing in that Week 12 matchup. That's why the Bucks put up 14 points in the fourth quarter because the Chiefs were just backing off, letting you get the 10 yards, but nothing more, eat up the clock. And that's what the Bucks were doing in the second half. So that's why they kind of had a little bit more success, the Chiefs did. But it ultimately came away with no points because that Bucks team, that Bucks defense would start to shut it down once they got you know over midfield right before that 40 yard line because they know once they get past that 40 yard line they're at least scoring three points so the Bucks shut it down that bend but don't break defense was absolutely magnificent the entire game all four quarters for the Bucks uh, so Travis Kelsey a lot of his yards coming in the second half 10 receptions 133 yards everything was kind of contested um, over the middle of the field he never really got behind the defense for a big catch same thing with Tyreek Hill second leading receiver for the Chiefs seven reception 73 yards never got behind the defense unfortunately and that's why you know they lose the game because you need Tyreek Hill to exploit the defense and extend the field vertically and he never got it done and once again for that we have to give so much credit to Todd Bowles defensively for this Bucks team it's absolutely fantastic Clyde I mean folks and once again I mean just no real depth at the wide receiver position for the Chiefs. I mean, folks, Travis Kelsey is still a tight end, and he's still the leading wide receiver for this team. It just cannot work, especially when you go from this is kind of the leading wide receivers here, 133 yards by Travis Kelsey. Then the next highest is Tyreek Hill, obviously, with 73. Then the next highest is Clyde Edwards-Halard, the running back, with 23 yards. So, And then we have Sammy Watkins, one catch for 13 yards. So never really got anybody else involved. Miko Hardman only had two catches for four yards so once again the Bucks were shutting down everybody not allowing anything to happen they shut down the stars they shut down the the second star they shut down the B squad of you kind of Sammy Watkins and um Miko Hardman and Demarcus Robinson that kind of wide receiver that's been out with the COVID that you know was in question all week only one catch for 11 yards so really no great production out of the passing game and man oh man that Bucks defense steps up real freaking big man uh, nobody fumbled. Patrick Mahomes did fumble, but he got it back. So no lost fumbles, just the two picks by him. And those were the only turnovers, I believe, for the entire game because I do not believe the Bucks had any. So now let's start talking about the Bucks. now since, you know, we just went over the Chiefs. Tom Brady, man, 21 of 29, only eight com incompletions. Absolutely fantastic. 50-50 Brady is no longer, folks. Congrats. Tom Brady has broken the 50-50 curse here in this playoff run. Um, absolutely fantastic. So 20 
21 completions for 201 yards. You know, like we saw, I mean, the Bucks never really went deep. They kind of got bailed out by a big penalty in the in the first half that ended with a touchdown. Once again, kind of with the Bucks getting momentum at the end of the halves like they did against the Packers to Scotty Miller for the touchdown. They get a big pass interference call. Now they have time to work and try to score a touchdown before the end of the first half, and uh, they did it again here. So very well done there. Uh, so not a lot of – it was kind of a lot of dink and dunk by Tom Brady just taking what the defense gives you. So I'm not going to penalize Tom Brady for doing what you're supposed to do. If everything is covered down the field, you just dump it off to your running backs, your tight ends, and that's what he did. I mean, folks, we're going to talk about – his leading wide receivers, and it is kind of funny to talk about when we get there. But I mean, it's not their wide receivers that are doing this work. It's the it's the running backs, it's the tight ends, and Tom Brady loves going to his tight ends over the over the middle of the field shortly within you know five ten yards, and that's what we saw pretty much all game. But I'm not going to knock him for doing what you're supposed to do because you can do the flip argument. Why couldn't the Chiefs do that? Why couldn't the Chiefs just try to dump it off to the back out of the backfield because they tried and it got sniffed out and it got shut down immediately by the Bucks. Like Patrick Mahomes would throw, you know, a, a a pass right on the line of scrimmage, and the Bucks would be instantly there to defend it. They were pressing all game. They could not stop um, Tyreek Hill if you let him go for more than three seconds. So they tried to press. Patrick Mahomes, blitz him, get him off balance, two and a half seconds, either bring him down or force the ball out so Tyreek Hill cannot catch the ball, and that's exactly what they did. So they all rallied up, never got burned behind them, would rally um, at the point of attack of the catch, and uh, you know that's why the Chiefs only put up nine points. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, so Tom Brady, a little bit of dink and dunk, but yeah, it got the job done and it put up 31 points. So I'll take, I'll take a dink and dunk, win, MVP, Super Bowl, MVP, yes, I don't care. I don't care. Give me the ring, give me the win. I will do whatever it takes to win Tom Brady does I love it Alrighty, Leonard Fournette. Now the rushing game once again a lot better than the Chiefs. Obviously they had you know more freedom because they had a big lead pretty much for the majority of the game, so they had more times to run the ball. Uh, so Leonard Fournette, 16 carries for 89 yards and a touchdown. The man had a fantastic game, and it's kind of interesting that Bruce Aarons used Leonard Fournette as the premier back. We saw Ronald Jones be the premier back for the entire season, really, and even in you know the playoff games, even against the the Packers and all that. Ronald Jones was the main guy so kind of you know kind of a huge switch up there I think that's perfect for Bruce Arians I mean Leonard Fournette's a great talent so he can easily be a number one running back obviously we saw him with the Jags but um you know so great switch up there Bruce Arians switching it up a little bit while the Chiefs did not like I said if Patrick if they just had a if they if, if the Chiefs kind of transformed their offense just for this kind of game alone to kind of what the Ravens do of just kind of everything is real quick from the point of attack we can either hand it off or I'm running with Patrick Mahomes, I really think that could have caught the Bucks defense off guard totally or just even run Patrick Mahomes a lot more. We said that on the show live when we were doing our analysis on that Week 12 meeting. We said that Patrick Mahomes, if you would just run him like a true running quarterback and not like a passing quarterback, then this could be a real dangerous explosive offense. Obviously, you know, this isn't their true identity, but hey, switch it up. Do something crazy for one game. Try to go out and win and try not to not lose because if you try not to lose, lose the game you're going to lose the game that's what I felt the Chiefs were doing all game not great 
So Leonard Fournette, 16 carries, 89 yards, and a touchdown. And then Ronald Jones, 12 carries, 61 yards, no touchdowns. But hey, five yards a carry, both running backs for the for the Bucks. It's absolutely fantastic. Once again, 18 rushing carries, be, or no, 28 rushing carries between two running backs. That's the main difference. You only get 11 with the Chiefs. You get 28 with the Bucks. Great yardage, both by the Bucks. I mean, running back by committee got 140 yards, 150 yards. That's exactly what you want to see. Running back by committee getting it done, and that's what the Bucs did. So once again, shout out to the Bucs. I mean, everything was great. The quarterback play, the running game, the wide receivers were okay. They did score. Um, or at least one of them scored. But um, and then the tight ends and running backs, coaches all did their part. It was a great team effort, great thirty-one points by this Bucks team. Alrighty, now the receivers, leading receivers for the Bucs is Rob Gronkowski, folks, this is not rocket science. We know Tom Brady loves to go to Gronk. He was going to Gronk in that second half of that, you know, uh, week 12 matchup. And it kind of seemed like, you know, something that kind of we didn't really kind of put too much weight into. But as the game progressed, the Chiefs offense got worse in week 12 and the Bucks defense got better and the Bucks offense got better as the game progressed. We focused too heavy on that kind of first quarter, that first half. And that's an oversight by us. So hopefully we learn from that in the future. But um, yeah, this Bucks defense started to get better and their offense started to get better they started to figure it out at that week at that the end of the week 12 matchup in the fourth quarter that's what they put up 14 points and made it competitive because they were getting better so very well done the Bucks. they knew how to beat the Chiefs here because uh, they knew how to beat them in week 12 Alrighty, uh, Rob Gronkowski, six receptions, 67 yards, and two touchdowns. The Chiefs, man, I know it's a lot to kind of, you know, wrestle with defensively because there's so much talent offensively for this Bucks team, but how do you let Rob Gronkowski go wild on you? I don't get it. It's Tom, it's Gronk, and he literally recruited him out of retirement. He was a wrestler. He was on WWE. He was like the 24-7 champion for a second. He held, he held the belt. I don't know for how long, but I know he was a WWE champion for a short period of time and he called him out of retirement so how do you not shut him down how do you not know that Tom Brady is going to go to Gronk heavy in the Super Bowl because Tom if he wants to give anybody else credit besides himself it's going to be Gronk you think it's going to be Bruce Arians who was here for one year Mike Evans who he's only known for one year Antonio Brown who's he who he has known for a couple years because he did play in New England for like a half a game before he got kicked out but do you think he's going to give all those people credit no he's going to give if he's going to give if he's going to share credit with anybody else it's going to be Rob Gronkowski folks it is truly going to be Rob Gronkowski uh, because he's been there with New England he knows them they're friends they're buddies they want they, they were both in New England together trying to stick it to Bill so yes Rob Gronkowski two touchdowns really should not have surprised us at all and then the second leading wide receiver for the Bucks was Leonard Fournette four receptions 46 yards and that is Mike Evans one catch one catch for Mike Evans 31 yards not even a touchdown Cameron Brait three receptions 26 yards Antonio Brown five catches 22 yards or 22 yards and a touchdown Chris Godwin two catches nine Nine yards. That's who he was going to. Rob Gronkowski, Leonard Fournette, and then Antonio Brown had a touchdown as well. But uh, we, Tom Brady, not going to actual wide receivers. It's weird. It's weird. Why does the greatest quarterback of all time not use the greatest receivers of all time? Doesn't use Mike Evans. Barely uses Antonio Brown. I know Antonio Brown was a little banged up. I get it. Um, Alrighty, Tom Brady fumbled once as well, but didn't lose it. So very well done. And they didn't have any turnovers. It was truly fantastic to see. 
So that was all the box scores. I do kind of want to take us through a couple seconds of this kind of drive summary, kind of just uh, talk about what happened in the first half because games and a lot of things could have changed in this first half that really could have impacted the total output, the outcome of this game. So Bucks get the ball first. They go three and out. Chiefs go their first drive, six plays, 16 yards, really can't do anything. The Bucks punt, then the Chiefs get on the board, scoring a field goal, 3 nothing game, and you think the Chiefs are going to be good at this point, but then the Bucks go down and score a touchdown, and let's see how they do it on this eight-play, 70-yard drive for four minutes. We get a three-yard run, six-yard run, six-yard run, five-yard penalty, 16-yard pass to Antonio Brown, 15-yard pass to Cameron Brait, 11-yard run by Fournette, a five-yard pass to Antonio Brown, and then you get Rob Gronkowski on second and five from the Chiefs' eight, and that's a touchdown. That's a methodical drive. Great passing, great running, going to actual key pieces here offensively, going to Antonio Brown in key situations early in this game. Hey, we got to give Brady and Antonio Brown credit for that. So now it makes it 7-3, and then what do the Chiefs do? After giving up a touchdown like that, they go three and out. The drive only lasted 47 seconds, folks. Unfortunate there. And then this one, I do kind of want to watch this very quickly here because uh, this was absolutely fantastic. Let me um, let me bring this up. Um, here we go. What's the time on it? What's the time? All right, here we go. 12-25 in the second quarter. Let's watch this quickly. Broadcast. I don't want scoring plays. Can we turn this off? <laughs> Let's get this back here. How do I get scoring plays off? <laughs> is that it? No. Score mode is currently off. I like that. All right, let me just refresh this, and then we'll see. But I just want to kind of bring us to the goal line stand by this Chiefs team that really kind of helped them, you know, I know they weren't really in the game too much, but it kind of really helped them try to be in the game a little bit. And this was a huge goal line stand. So let's. I want to bring up these four plays right here and watch them very quickly. So here it is. I mean, folks, here it is. So... Tom Brady on the five-yard line. They run it up the middle. Gets all the way down to the one. Now second and goal from the two. They get down to the two. Second and goal from the two. Chiefs, they try to th or the Bucks try to throw the ball and just look at this. The big lineman couldn't hold on. Great defense to knock the ball out right at the end there. And now it's third and goal and the Chiefs defense is hanging. I mean, look at that, folks. Hitting them right in the face mask. How many times have we seen the ball hit the player in the face mask? That's a great throw. If it hits you in the face mask, that's a great pass. That just means you have trash hands. And we saw that with Travis Kelsey and Ty Tyreek Hill, and now this lineman. What was up with that? All game long. Um, and then the Bucks go right back to the run, but look at that. They shut Ronald Jones down right at the goal line. Now it sets up fourth and goal right on the half-yard line, and Bruce Arians goes for it. Holy cow. Talk about that. I was saying, no, you got to take the points, and he fumbles right there, but I think they call him down. Um, so fourth and goal right from the one yard line heavy stack formation now heavy to the right and once again the Chiefs just meet him in the hole and he can't get the ball across and he's it's a turnover on downs right at the half yard line and wow the Chiefs had a lot of momentum here but the Bucks ended up um, really 
benefiting the most out of this because we'll talk about it in a second but let's watch this play one more time i mean look at this folks literally just met him at the hole no give that defender holy cow didn't even get pushed back at all when you're getting hit by you know a running back going through a hole the man is determined so holy cow the bucks couldn't score this game could have been totally different at this point if the Chiefs went down and scored a touchdown now it's 10-7 the Bucks have no more momentum they just lost out on three points and we could have been talking about a whole nother game unfortunately uh, that was not the outcome though so they end up uh, stopping them there the Chiefs do nothing with it. They have to punt, and the way that they punt is trash. They actually uh, they call the punt back, which it was a good punt, and then so they have to repunt it, and now it only went for, like, what did we got, 29 yards out of bounds. So the Bucks now get the, the ball back at the Chiefs' 38-yard line. So really they're kind of like, hey, that, that – we didn't really lose anything there because yes, we kind of went back a little bit. Obviously we're not on the goal line anymore, but they're like, you know, we're still, you know, uh, over midfield, we can score quickly and the chiefs had no points. So yeah, we went for it. We were aggressive and we kind of lucked out because it didn't come back and bite us in the butt. And actually now we're in great field position to try and score. And that's exactly what they did. They took the 38 yards, went down five, six plays in three minutes and scored a touchdown, making the game 14, three. And then I do want to watch this last thing very quickly here, and then we'll move on. But at the end of the first half, once again, the Bucks score a touchdown, just like we saw in the NFC Championship game. But I do just want to kind of watch this, what they called pass interference. So let's see. Is this a, is this a penalty? When did this drive start? No. Uh, 55 seconds is when the drive started. And then the 34-yard penalty. Here it is at 24 seconds. So let's watch this play right here. Should this have been pass interference, Bucks up 14-6 to at this point. 24 seconds left. They're on their own 43-yard line. First and 10, only one timeout. So this is a huge penalty for the Bucks. Let's see if it is a right call or not. So Tom Brady goes deep to Mike Evans. Defender gets beat. Let's see this. Let's see this one more time. Mike Evans was a step behind the defender. So he just lunges at his legs. Mike Evans falls. They call pass interference. Let's watch this one more time. Live, I thought it was absolutely pass interference. You have to call it. You see the defender reaching out, diving at the legs of a receiver. You see the receiver fall. That's pass interference, unfortunately. But let's watch it in slow-mo one more time. Right there, and then you hit the heel as well, messing it up. So, yeah. Now, is it just a slip, or did he dive at him? Oh, he just slips. He, You see him hit the the his foot, hit the bottom of Mike Evans' foot, tripping him up. So, unfortunately, I think this is just incidental contact. It's right there. The feet get tied up. He ends up tripping. He does get a little bit of a hand on him. I think this is where he trips him right there. He ends up hitting his heel, his ankle. You're going to fall on that one. I mean, you're sprinting. Somebody hits your ankle on the on your foot coming. What was it, coming down? Your foot going down, going up. I mean, you're going to trip. So, unfor really, truly unfortunate penalty here. We'll watch it one more time. Just his foot gets hit on his foot. Tangle up in the feet. He falls. Foot is on the downswing here. 
and he gets pushed. So this play really sets up the touchdown. Unfortunately, at a, after or before half, making it 21-6 instead of you know 14-6. And now the Chiefs only down one score. Uh, try to get the ball back, or they do get the ball to start the second half. So they have something, you know, an opportunity to try and tie up the game. Unfortunately, that's not what happens though. Um, alrighty, I think that's all we have to really cover. We cover the stats, we cover some of the drives. I think that's it. That was the Super Bowl, y'all. Crazy, crazy. But uh, Brady's the GOAT. He gets the ring. He gets another championship with a new team. Best winning quarterback, best winning player. He's his own organization now because he's got more titles than any one team in the NFL. So... Very well done. And before we stop talking about NFL, I want to shout out Tony Romo. What a performance. What a call. I loved everything about it. This man can call games. He can call Super Bowls, make them more entertaining than what they are. And he keeps an engaged audience on his broadcasting. So very well done, Tony Romo. We all know, we both know that Jay Gruden can never do what you do. If you put Jay Gruden in this booth, I'm sure it will have the worst ratings ever. I probably would have turned it off if I had to listen to Jay Gruden talk for three and a half straight hours. So Tony Romo, thank you for calling a fantastic game, bringing your insight on the field, guessing the plays. It was truly appreciated to watch. I loved it. Jay Gruden trash. That will be my final thoughts on the Super Bowl. Jay Gruden is trash. Um, alrighty, let's uh, quickly go over the NBA. I have no idea what happened in the NBA last night, but let's figure it out together. So here we go, a couple of games on last night, and we also had a moneymaker going. So let's see what we did here. Our two NBA picks were Knicks plus six and Kings plus eight and a half. Let's see if our NBA picks were a little bit better than our NFL props. So here we go. Yesterday in the NFL. Hornets beating the Wizards 119-97. Very well done. Love this Hornets team. We're riding this Hornets team big. And they beat the Wizards, a team that they should beat. So very well done. We will get into the stats a little bit later. We're just doing a quick overview quickly. Alrighty, Jazz and the Pacers. And once again, the Pacers lose to a good team. Unfortunate. That's why we can't take the Pacers as true contenders. But very well done. Very well done to the Jazz winning 103-95. See, uh, Donovan Mitchell, almost a triple-double, 27 points, 9 rebounds, 11 assists. Very well done. All righty, we all right, here we go. One of our moneymaker picks here. Heat get the win 109 to 103, but you add the plus six that we had with the Heat with the Knicks, and that's a big old push. So, hey, we'll take that instead of a loss. Uh, very well done to the Knicks for competing against this kind of good Heat team. Now, with Derrick Rose, how is there? How can they turn around this Knicks team? They got D Rose. Looking good. This Knicks team should be good to fight for a playoff spot. But, but let's shout out this Heat team getting back on track. Getting back on track with the win. Very well done. Alrighty, Celtics and Suns. Celtics lose 100 to 91. And uh, you know we'll see what happened there. Did Jalen Brown play? Um, we see Jason Tatum play. We see uh, Kemba Walker playing. We obviously know no. We obviously know no Marcus Smart in the lineup, and that's kind of a huge factor of why the Celtics are continuing to lose here. So kind of not surprising that the Suns win. Alrighty, Kings in the Clippers, and we had Kings plus eight and a half. They went outright. Let's go, y'all. We love this Kings team. We are riding this Kings team. Whenever they get a lot of points, we always take it because they always show out against the good teams. This is what the Pacers should be doing, y'all, beating the Clippers. Why can the Kings beat the Clippers on the road, but the Pacers cannot beat the Jazz at home? Why is that? Why is that? Come on. Uh, Sabonis got to do something else. Got to start stepping it up somewhere else. I don't know. 
where because he already, you know, got like triple doubles almost every game. I don't know what else you can do, but you got to figure out something because this Kings team is beating the good teams. I absolutely love everything about it. Are they in our power rankings right now? No. Mm, do we make an impromptu switch here? Do I just, I'm just going to switch. I'm just going to do a straight up switch. Clippers are new, no longer the new number five team. They're out. I'm doing the Kings. Kings are number five. Kings are number five in our power rankings. I'm over the Clippers losing against the good teams while the Clippers or while the Kings just keep beating the good teams. We'll swap them out. We'll come back at Friday, see if we have to make that correct that mistake. But I don't think it's a mistake anymore, folks. This Kings team is the real deal. Love everything about it. Uh, take the points whenever you can with the Kings. That's what we're doing, and we're making a lot of money doing so. Um, alrighty, so let's go a little bit deeper into these stats. We won't spend too much time, but we'll do a little bit. All right, Wizards. Well, we got to obviously look at R Russell Westbrook. What did he do this game? 12 points, 5 turnovers, 9 assists, 11 rebounds. Kind of a classic game, almost a triple-double, but the 5 turnovers are absolutely killer. He shot 44% from the field, 0 of 3 from the 3. Not the greatest, not a terrible performance, but one that's not going to really win a lot of games. Uh, Bradley Beal, 31 points, doing what he does, 6 rebounds. Rebounds shot 50% from the field, 33% from the three. So, I mean, nothing really great on this Wizards team. I mean, look at these starters, folks. These starters. Denny, Vegeta, Advija. I don't know how to pronounce this man's name, and I apologize every time I butcher it. Um, I will try to do better. Now. I'll try to do better next time. But, yeah, Denny, four points. Rui Hachimura, five points. Alex Len, two points. That's not going to get it done. You can't just have Bradley, Bradley Beal being the only one that's putting up any type of points. It's not going to work. We see they have, like, what, five wins, four wins, nothing great. Alrighty, the Hornets, Gordon Hayward, 25 points. Love to see that. LaMelo Ball, 19 points, 5 assists, 7 rebounds, and only 1 turnover. Russell Westbrook, take some notes from the rookie. Um, 3 of 6 from the 3, very well done. LaMelo Ball, he is really flourishing in the starting role, and I love everything about it. Um, Cody Zeller, 16 points, 7 rebounds. I mean, he doesn't have too much competition there with the Wizards. So, you know, finally, Cody Zeller has some success. Um, what else we get? Uh, Miles Bridges off the bench, 11 points, 14 rebounds. Malik Monk, 11 points, 7 rebounds off the bench. Now we're talking two great bench scores, a really decent starting lineup. The only thing I really don't like is probably uh, Cody Zeller. I think they can upgrade, so we'll see what they do at the trade deadline. Like I said, if they get Andre Drummond um, or Jared Allen from the Cavs, this Hornets team could be real, real dangerous, folks. So that's Hornets Wizards. All right. Here we go, Jazz and uh, Pacers. Let's start here with the Jazz. Donovan Mitchell, 27 points, 11 assists, 9 rebounds. Classic Donovan Mitchell game. Rudy Gobert, 16 points, 16 rebounds. Once again, this is why the Jazz are good. Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert really show up almost every single game. Uh, what do we get? Uh, no, uh, we get uh, no, um, what's his name? No, Mike Connolly this game. So Joe Ingles steps up in the second guard spot. Doesn't step up too big here. Seven points, nine rebounds, three assists. I'll give him that. But one of six from three, 30% from the field. Not great there. What do we get? Uh, Bohan Bogdanovich, 18 points, five rebounds. And let's check in with our sixth man of the year, Jordan Clarkson, 17 points, five rebounds. in. Damn, he played 30 minutes off the bench. All right, all right. Uh, so played a little bit more because, you know, uh, no, uh, no Mike Connolly. So Jazz get, get it done. Let's see what happened with the Pacers. Why did they not win? 
We'll start with Sabonis, 20 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists, a little light on the assists, but he still put up 20 points. I mean, their starters did decent, only one 20-point score. Then we had Justin Holiday with 9, Miles Turner with 11 points and 8 rebounds, Jeremy Lamb, 10 points, Malcolm Brogdon, 15 points, 7 assists, that's good. And then, you know, Doug McDermott off the bench with 18 points, so all of that is solid. They just didn't have that kind of second big. We all know Sabonis is great. But, you know, who's there? You know, who's who's there? Rudy Gobert to Donovan Mitchell. They only really only had the one big name here. Uh, so great supporting cast by this Pacers team. I mean, everybody really just getting it done decently. They just didn't have that one person to really take over the game. I mean, really just kind of that one person to take over the game. Not even kind of a second star. It's just a bonus. Led the team in scoring with only 20 points. Yes, you got great contribution from everybody else, but... I mean, you got to put up the 27 like Donovan Mitchell. You got to put up the 31 like Bradley Beal. You got to be the leader of this team. All righty, let's keep moving on here. Heat in the Knicks and Jimmy Butler, 17 points, 9 assists, 10 rebounds, 0 of 1 from 3, 27% from the field shooting. Absolutely not good there, but this is a classic Jimmy Butler stat line, and this is why they win games because he makes everybody better while still doing everything himself. So Kelly Olynyk, 15 points, 5 rebounds. Bam Adebayo, 24 points, 11 rebounds. Uh, Kendrick Nunn, 16 points, 4 of 7 from 3. Duncan Robinson, 12 points, 4 of 10 from 3. Six rebounds to go along with that. Tyler Hero off the bench, 16 points, six rebounds through two of three off or from the three. So, yes, everybody really stepping it up. We see Goran Dragic did not play, uh, you know, so that's a that's kind of a huge piece there. So that's why we see uh, Duncan Robinson and Kendrick Nunn in the starting lineup. So very well done to the Heat to getting back on track now that Jimmy Butler is kind of once again fully incorporated into the starting lineup. They're getting back on track. They'll make the playoffs. Uh, Paul Pierce relax on that. Um, alrighty, Knicks now. Now that uh, this is their last game without um, Derrick Rose. So we'll see how they change. But Julius Randle, 26 points. So freaking consistent. 13 rebounds, 7 assists. R.J. Barrett, ooh, bad game by him. Only 3 points. So that's a little wild. They lost this game. You, I mean, RJ Barrett and Julius Randle, those are their two big names. They both have to be putting up 20, 25 points a game. Reggie Bullock, 21 points. I'll give that man it. Mitchell Robinson, only six points. Not going to get it done. Alfred Payton, only seven points. Not going to get it done. So we'll see where um, Derrick Rose is going to fit in this uh, kind of lineup here. I mean, if you said about Al Alfred Payton off the bench and put Derrick Rose and RJ Barrett and then Julius Randle, that's the three. I think I'm behind that. Um, and then, oh, is, is Derrick Rose teaming up with Taj Gibson again? Damn. They did play in uh, Buffalo or uh, the Bulls together. So, very, oh, yeah. This Knicks team, watch out. Oh, I can't wait for Derrick Rose's first game. This is going to be good. Emmanuel quickly. All right. Uh, he's usually having some real good games off the bench, but not a great one here. Five points, three assists, three rebounds, and only 17 minutes. He only took, you know, four shots, only made one, got to the line three times. So that's why his points were a little bit down. Uh, but definitely he could have stepped up a little bit, and they still have Austin Rivers off the bench. Damn. But he didn't do that good this game, only six points. So this next team is decently loaded. They don't have, like, the big stars, but they do have some decent depth, honestly. Alrighty, Celtics and Suns. What do we got here? Let's see. Jalen Brown did not play. Jalen Brown did not play. So we can immediately see why um, 
the Celtics lose. We also see Daniel Tice got moved to the bench and Grant Williams got promoted to that forward spot. So I do like that. We see Grant Williams with 10 points, solid. Uh, Jason Tatum, 23 points, 7 assists, 4 rebounds. Tristan Thompson, 6 points, 12 rebounds. All right. Carson Edwards in the starting lineup here, 2 points, not getting it done. Shot 16%. That is not great. Kemba Walker, 14 points on 20% shooting. Once again, Kemba Walker really highs and lows in the season. He needs to step it up, especially with Jalen Brown out with no Marcus Mark. Kemba Walker needs to start stepping it up, and he doesn't. So I feel for Jason Tatum here. He's the only star that is consistently getting it done, doing what he's supposed to, stepping up every single game. Unfortunate here. Man. Alrighty, let's talk about the Suns now. Chris Paul, 15 points, only two assists. Mmm, little light on him. Uh, Devin Booker, 18 points, 11 assists. All right. DeAndre Ayton, 16 points, 11 rebounds. Frank Kaminsky, 9 points. And then McCall Bridges, 19 points. And then you get Cameron Johnson, 17 points off the bench. So this is great. This is a huge, great sign. This is what we know about the Suns. Everybody really needs to get it done, just like the Thunder were last season with Chris Paul. Everybody needed to get, get, to get it done on the starting roster because they're not that deep in the bench and you know they don't have that superstar that will go and get you 35 consistently we know Devin Booker can and we know Chris Paul can but you know they they, they don't do it consistently <laughs> they can they don't do it consistently they don't average 30 points a game nobody does it's hard uh, so I get it but uh, they definitely need all their starters all their starters to step up and that's what we got this game so very well done by the Suns something that the Celtics couldn't do unfortunate Alrighty, and then the last game from last night, the Kings beat the Clippers. Let's start here with the Kings, and then we'll see why the Clippers lost. So De'Aaron Fox, 36.7 assists on 60% shooting. Love to see it. Buddy Heald, 22 points, 9 rebounds, 33% from the three. Very well done. Raquan Holmes, 12 points, 10 rebounds. Marvin Bagley, 9 points, 10 rebounds. Harrison Barnes, 4 points, 12 rebounds. Wow, everybody was rebounding wild here. They had 52 rebounds. How many did the Clippers have? 53. Damn, they rebounded good too. Really even there. All right. I thought that was going to be the factor, but it wasn't. All right. Close game though. Three-point win. So, yeah, everything's probably going to be very close. But, yeah, damn, they were getting the boards. Um, all righty. So, De'Aaron Fox, what a game by him. And then we get Tyrese Halliburton, the rookie, 13 points and six assists off the bench in 27 minutes. Very well done. All right, let's see what the Clippers got going on. Kawhi Leonard, 20 points, 10 rebounds. All righty. Um, did Paul George play? Paul George did not play. That's probably a reason why they lost this game. So were we a little premature in taking the Clippers out of the top five? No, because they still should beat the Clip. They should still beat the Kings. They are still deep. Um, Serge Ibaka, six points, eight rebounds. A little light on him as well. Reggie Jackson, 14 points. He really had to step it up a little bit. Nobody steps it up. I mean, look at this. Nicholas Batum. This is their starters, folks. Nicholas Batum, five points. Serge Ibaka, six points. Luke Kennard, eight points. Not really going to get it done. Who's scoring the ball? We get Lou Williams off the bench. He contributed hella good. 23 points. Marcus Morris, 16 points. Zubak, 12 points. All these bench players doing better than the starters. Not great, but still putting up points. So that's good, but Clippers lose. That's what we got. Clippers, <laughs> Clippers lose. Alrighty, let's quickly see what we got today, what's on the menu today in the NBA, and then we'll do our moneymaker, and I think we're out of here, folks, so let's see if we get any good value here, any good games, any nationally televised games, don't see any, 
Alrighty, so no nationally televised games, unfortunately. Uh, League Pass, NBA TV, got your games on. Uh, so Rockets Hornets, going to be a good one. Christian Wood, is he going to be back? They're, they're posting the stats here. This will be interesting. Let me go to uh, Fantasy Labs Twitter. We get any update on Christian Wood? I thought he was going to be out for like a week or two. Anthony Davis, unlikely to play Monday. We'll keep that in mind. Um, what do we get? Anything else? Anthony Davis, questionable for Monday. We already know he's probably not going to play. LeBron James, probable for Monday. He'll probably play. Carl Anthony Downs is once again still doubtful for Monday. Unfortunate, man. We wish him, you know, the best. Um, alrighty, I think we don't have any update. Uh, Jamal Murray is questionable for Monday. Russell Westbrook uncertain for Monday. Um, alrighty, so still no update on Christian Wood. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. I'm assuming uh, Victor Oladipo and John Wall are playing. They got the Hornets, who uh, we are kind of big on as well. So this is going to be a good one to watch. Definitely going to try to watch this one. Rockets, Hornets, two emerging teams. Love to watch it. Wizards, Bulls. Alrighty, can the Bulls finally, you know, they don't win a lot of games, only nine so far, which honestly isn't that bad. But, uh, you know, this is a free win against the Wizards. Let's see if they take it. Uh, you know, we see them losing close games against, you know, the upper tier teams are uh, just being competitive against the upper tier teams. You need to take advantage against the worst teams in the league, and Wizards are one of the worst teams in the league. So Bulls need to step it up and win this game. Raptors, Grizzlies. Alrighty, let's see if the Raptors can get back on track here. Um, Timberwolves, Mavericks. Without Carl Anthony Towns, there's no way the Timberwolves are going to be consistent. Um, Warriors, Spurs. Alright, Warriors have a chance here. Spurs have been up and down all season. Don't know what to make of them, but we'll watch this game and try to find it out. Cavs, Suns. Suns going back-to-back. -back. Let's see if they can beat the Cavs. They should have no trouble. Nuggets, Bucks. Alrighty, two great teams going at it. Can Jokic control Giannis? He should be able to. Can Giannis control Jokic? Mm, I don't know about that, but we'll see. And then Thunder, Lakers. We know potentially no AD. Probably no AD. Alrighty, let's uh, refresh these lines. Let's get all these garbage uh, losing prop bets off our screen. So let's get to the NBA. Oh, yeah, we definitely got to take these off. I thought it was going to do it itself, but uh, you're going to make me forcefully exit 10 prop bets that really only two hit. <laughs> Unfortunate. Um, all right, so let's get these NBA lines up to date here. Alrighty, Rockets, Hornets, Hornets plus three and a half at home. Not bad, not bad. Cody Zeller um, against the Rockets is probably going to get beat up by DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, so they still got DeMarcus Cousins on the Rockets. They're still going to be fine with the beef down low. Uh, so I think I like the Rockets here. Going to stay away from the line, though, the spread. Nothing's calling great, uh, great uh, value to me there. Wizards, Bulls, Bulls minus two and a half. And folks, I think we just have to take it and live with it. The Bulls should be able to beat the Wizards. Zach Levine's their superstar, should be able to kind of outduel Bradley Beal. So uh, we're going to swallow the two and a half here. I cannot trust this Wizards team at all. Zero percent. So we're going to live and die by it. We'll take the Bulls minus two and a half. Alrighty, Raptors and Grizzlies. Raptors minus two, Grizzlies plus two. Uh, you know, the Raptors, they, you know, had a two great game winning streak, then they floundered in their last meeting. So we're still on some big highs and lows by this Raptors team, so we're not gonna feel comfortable taking that. So we'll stay away from that game. Timberwolves, Mavericks, Mavericks minus nine and a half. That one should hit all day, but uh, you know, I'm not gonna swallow nine and a half points for an uncertain Mavericks team. We're not sold on this team yet. 
Uh, Warriors Spurs, Warriors plus one and a half. All right, uh, very close one. This one honestly can go either way. Warriors have really been up and down, very good, kind of not great this season. Same thing with the Spurs, great closing out, great defense fourth quarter, not great fourth quarters, not great games overall. So two really, really up and down teams here. We've got to see more of them to kind of get a full picture of them. Um, probably not really solid to bet on them or trust them until really kind of after the all-star break or the where the all-star break would be. I think they are still having the all-star game, but y'all know what I mean. Alrighty, Cavs in the Suns. We got uh, Suns minus eight, Cavs plus eight. I like the Suns here, but we know the Cavs have been able. Well, I'm, I'm going to get rid of that narrative because they haven't really even been competitive in their last couple of games. So we're just going to stay away from it because I don't want to swallow eight points. Um, that's really the only, re the only reason. I do like the Suns to win the game. Um, all right, here we go. Bucks, Nuggets. Can we get great value with the Nuggets? Yes, Nuggets plus four. I'm taking that. Yes, sir. The Bucks, they're going to need their three-point shooting because Jokic's going to hit them, Michael Porter Jr. is going to hit them, and they've got other great three-point shootings as well. So this is a true test for the Bucs. We get four here with the Nuggets at home. We'll take this all day. This is the best bet of the night I've seen so far. Um, and then the last game, Thunder, Lakers. Lakers minus 10 with no AD. I'm not taking that. No way. I don't care. I don't care if the Thunder are not that good. I know they're not. I'm not taking any points like that without AD. Uh, so we got a nice little two-teamer here. This is good value here. I, I do truly like this one. Um, Bulls minus two and a half, Nuggets plus four, two-team moneymaker, feeling good, um, getting back on track. Well, our NBA moneymaker kind of hit last night. We won. We won. Two-team parley, we win. One win, one push, that's a win. You win. You win money there. Um, so we will be winning money again. Bulls minus two, Nuggets plus four. Um, alrighty, that is going to do it for us. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. We're back tomorrow. We are going to do our Super Bowl cash and trash list. Uh, got to kind of finalize our trash list. We got, you know, Hall of Famers to kind of induct as well. And uh, cash list, we got to give it up for the players that won the game. So we will be doing that. Um, and then we'll obviously be talking about the NBA, folks. Um, so that's what we got tomorrow on the show. Thanks for tuning in tomorrow noon Eastern twitch.tv slash takes by fans. Thanks for watching today. We'll see you tomorrow. We'll see you Wednesday. We'll see you Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday. It's the next 365 days times. However long I'm alive. We'll see. We'll see you.